Well, welcome to Guerrilla Discipleship. I'm your host, Kevin Baker, and we're at part two of a series we started last week on being prepared. You know, I was in a conversation just recently where someone shared a, a thought that really struck me. He was saying that uh, as we sometimes do in the church, we pray for God to give us opportunities to make disciples or opportunities to meet people. Nothing wrong with that, but he said, you know, as I look in the scripture, I don't see a lot of times where Paul or or Peter or others were praying for opportunities. What they prayed more constantly and consistently was for boldness. That really struck me because I think there are opportunities every single day for us to be spiritually obvious without being obnoxious, for us to show the love of God to others. And what we lack often is boldness. We, we're so used to being afraid of these things, we don't even look for the opportunities. And then even when God just brings the opportunity right in front of us in an undistinguishable way, we've, we, we couldn't have missed it if we wanted, then we are, we're fearful and uh, timid and we don't jump into it. So I want to encourage you to pray for boldness, that God would give you and I boldness, a bold love. You know, I think we've become convinced that talking to other folks about God is not the most loving thing we can do. Boy, that's the work of the enemy, isn't it? I mean, if God is love, and the scripture clearly says God is love, then helping people to come into a relationship with the God of the universe means we're helping them to experience love like this world has never seen before, forgiveness like they've never experienced before, a peace that passes all understanding. And so it's vital and critical that we understand that helping people to encounter God, helping people to, to begin to develop a relationship or discover who God is, is the greatest act of love that any of us could ever do. But we've got to be prepared. One of the things that we need to be prepared with that will help us so much is to have one or two or four or five Bible stories that we know so well that we could repeat them in two minutes to someone. How is that important? Let me, let me help you understand this. When we're praying with people, if we are out and, and we see a need or God prompts us and we say, hey, I'm just here wanting to uh, be a blessing to you. Could, could I pray for you today? Or how could I pray for you today? The end goal is not simply to pray for them. It's to use our, our praying for them, our care and compassion for them to introduce them ultimately to God, to help them discover the God of the universe. And so what we found is that 99% of the time, if someone says yes to allowing you to pray for them, they'll also yet say yes to having you tell them a story. So the conversation would go kind of like this, uh, maybe with a waitress, maybe with a, a person who's serving us. You say, hey, I would love, you know, if it's a waitress, I'm getting ready to uh, pray over my meal. How could I pray for you today? If they say, oh, you know, I don't know. A lot of times you, that will take them off guard. Let, let them uh, think about it for a few minutes, maybe come back to your table and let you know. But if they say yes to that and they come back, what I'm finding in my time of talking with people is that most often they're stressed. There's some stress in their life. What really helps them and what really helps to make a connection is to briefly tell a story that can relate to what they're going through. And there are some stories. So for instance, you know the story 
of Jesus on the boat when they're going across the Sea of Galilee, and he goes down and sleeps in the hull of the ship, but the disciples are up, and the wind and the waves pick up to the place where they think they're going to be uh, overthrown or the boat is going to sink, and they wake Jesus up. He's in a calm place. He's not uh, frightened at all. He walks simply to the bow of the boat, and he speaks to the wind and the waves, and he says, be calm, be still. Now, that story, if you know it well, if you've got it confidently and comfortably in your heart, can be a story that you can relate to someone who is having all sorts of storms in their life. And so I want to encourage you to begin to get some stories that are meaningful to you. Probably the most meaningful story to me out of the New Testament, maybe of all the biblical stories, is the story of the prodigal son. Because I can really relate to the son who left the comfort of his home, went out and wasted so much time and energy on on things that actually brought around destruction more than anything peaceful or joyful. And returning home and experiencing that, while I knew I didn't deserve it, my father loved me. That story has always spoken to me. And so I know that story well. I could tell that story in a minute or five minutes or 10 minutes, but I think that story can relate to someone who feels like they've drifted a long way from home. Maybe in the time of talking with them about prayer, they say, you know, I'm, I'm estranged from my wife or my husband or my family. I would love to go home, but I think after all I've done, it's just impossible. What a great story to say. Let me, can I just share with you quickly a story? Now, you want to do this You don't want to have to go to the Bible and take it out. Nothing wrong with that. But in these moments, we want to be so prepared that I can accurately retell the story in my own words in such a way that it engages them. At the end of that, it may give me the opportunity to ask this critical question. Hey, would you like to know more or discover more about stories like this of how God rescues people or how God blesses people? Because that's what we're ultimately wanting to do is to connect them to the God of the universe through his word so that they can have a a life-giving, vital relationship with him and then we get to step out of the way. So I want to ask you, here's here's some examples of stories that I think everybody could relate to. And you can just look these stories up in the scripture, begin to read them over, meditate on them, get them sunk into your being. You probably know them. And our culture runs on stories. We're a culture that loves stories. We don't need facts. I mean, we love facts as well. But but if in this kind of thing, people don't need to know just factual things. They love to see a story and relate it to their story. So here's one, Jesus calms a storm. Hey, how about the Mary and Martha story? Where Martha, Jesus is, they've got a house guest, they've got a big party to throw, and Martha is going back and forth wearing herself out, and Mary is just sitting at Jesus' feet. Martha complains, and what does Jesus say? Martha, you are worried about so many things. Mary is worried only about one, and I'm not going to take that from her. As you're talking to someone for prayer, how easy it would be for them to just say, I, I feel like my life is going in a million directions and I'm, I'm overwhelmed. And to use the Martha and Mary story to see how to invite them to sit at the feet of Jesus where they can find rest and peace 
and comfort. There's the story uh, of the paralyzed man who was lowered down by his four friends through the roof so that they could get him in front of Jesus. Here's what I love about that story. That story is about the faith of the friends more than it is about the faith of the paralyzed man. And so sometimes people want us to pray for a loved one. Hey, we get to tell a quick story. Can I tell you a story about a guy who was paralyzed and this healer came into town and his friends wanted to get him in front of the healer, but there was such a big crowd there, but they loved their friends so much and they believed in this healer enough that they went and put this man up on the roof and then lowered him down so that he could be in front of the healer. And the healer looked at the friend's faith and said, I'm going to heal this man. You see, you and I praying together right now, God can count our faith. Your faith can be what God will use to bless your friend. Isn't that a wonderful way to engage them? And then to say, would you like to know more uh, stories, discover more stories about how God uses us in this world? Great thing. Jesus, paralyzed man. Jesus and Peter walking on water. What a great story. Peter sees Jesus walking on the water, wants to join him because everyone wants to be like their rabbi. So he says, Jesus, if it really is you, invite me out. And Peter begins to walk out out of the boat onto the waves. But what happens? He gets his eyes off Jesus and he begins to sink as he looks at the storm that he's walking on. The wind and the waves get his attention. And we can talk to people about how easy it is for us to take our eyes off of God and to focus on our problems. And Jesus takes his hand and lifts him out of the wind and the waves. Oh, how about this one? Deuteronomy 6, where it talks about that we should teach our children the, the principles of God, the laws of God, the commands of God, that we should do it as a lifestyle when we're walking, when we're sleeping. We should tie them on our our bodies. We should put them on our doorposts. We can talk about how meditating on the promises of God is so important. There's a story about the 10 lepers. Jesus finds 10 lepers and he heals all 10 of them. He tells them to go back and to reveal themselves to the priest. And along the way, they realize they've been healed. Here's the thing. All 10 were healed. Only one leper came back to thank God. What a What a story about the whole idea of gratefulness and thankfulness. Probably all of the 10 were thankful, right? If we had a chance to talk to them and said, hey, are you grateful for anything today? Wouldn't they all say, I'm grateful that I'm healed? Why is it only one went back? And we can use that story to help encourage people. So the way to be prepared for making disciples is to get some stories in our hearts that mean something to us, that have meaning to us, that we can accurately, correctly, casually, conversationally share as we're with people that God is opening an opportunity for us to be bold with and invite them to discover the God who loves them. That is how we get prepared. And can I just tell you, these stories getting deeply embedded in our own hearts, they're going to bless us too. Why don't you begin to practice this week? Get a story. Get one or two Bible stories so well in your head, and then just practice with family or friends. What a great thing to just say to your spouse, hey, can I tell you a story? I'm I'm working on something, and I just want to see if I've got this story down. 
I want to tell you a Bible story and just, just listen and see how I do. What about with your kids? Hey, kids, while you're in the carpool, this doesn't even have to be something that you, it's just while you're driving the car. Hey, kids, I was thinking of a story the other day, especially if you have little kids. Can I tell you a story? And, and if you want, have fun with this. Don't use the name of Jesus right away. Say this, there was a man one time that was out on a boat with some fishermen and they got into a big storm and the man was down, he wasn't a fisherman, but he was down sleeping and the fishermen, experienced men who were used to being out in the, in the middle of, uh, of the sea with storms around them, they were so frightened because they thought they were gonna drown and they went and they woke up this man and this man came to the top of the ship and he looked at the wind and the waves and the boat was being tossed around and he spoke to the wind and the waves and he said, be still. And they all immediately calmed down. See what happens with your kids when you tell that story. See if they don't say, who was that? Or is that a true story? That can't be real. What a great way to engage our kids in conversation or engage our friends in conversation. Let's just practice this so that we can be ready because we don't need to pray for opportunities. Opportunities to be used of God are around us all the time. What we need to say is, God, help us to be ready, help us to be prepared, and then give us boldness. Thank you so much for being a part of Guerrilla Discipleship. Look forward to seeing you again next week. As always, if there's anything that we can do to help resource you in any way, please let us know, kbaker at oakdale.church. Thank you for the emails telling us how much these uh, videos mean to you. You and I together are being used by God to bless the world. Isn't that an exciting thing? Thanks so much for being here. We'll see you again next week. God bless.